people with diabetes get hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, when their bodies don't have enough sugar to use as fuel. It can happen for several reasons, including diet, some medications and conditions, and exercise. If you get hypoglycemia, write down the date and time when it happened and what you did. Share your record with your doctor, so she can look for a pattern and adjust your medications. Call your doctor if you have more than one unexplained low blood sugar reaction in a week. Symptoms Most people feel symptoms of hypoglycemia when their blood sugar is 70 mg per deciliter, mg, dl, or lower. Each person with diabetes may have different symptoms of hypoglycemia. You'll learn to spot yours. Early symptoms include confusion, dizziness, feeling shaky, hunger, headaches, irritability, pounding heart, racing pulse, pale skin, sweating, trembling, weakness, anxiety. Without treatment, you might get more severe symptoms, including poor coordination, poor concentration, numbness in mouth and tongue, passing out, nightmares or bad dreams, coma, diabetes drugs linked to hypoglycemia. Diabetes is a disease in which your blood glucose, or blood sugar, levels are too high. Glucose comes from the foods you eat. Insulin is a hormone that helps the glucose get into your cells to give them energy. With type 1 diabetes, your body does not make insulin. With type 2 diabetes, the more common type, your body does not make or use insulin well. Without enough insulin, the glucose stays in your blood. You can also have prediabetes. This means that your blood sugar is higher than normal but not high enough to be called diabetes. Having prediabetes puts you at a higher risk of getting type 2 diabetes. Over time, having too much glucose in your blood can cause serious problems. It can damage your eyes, kidneys, and nerves. Diabetes can also cause heart disease, stroke and even the need to remove a limb. Pregnant women can also get diabetes, called gestational diabetes. Blood tests can show if you have diabetes. One type of test, the A1C, can also check on how you are managing your diabetes. Exercise, weight control, and sticking to your meal plan can help control your diabetes. You should also monitor your blood glucose level and take medicine if prescribed. Living with diabetes If you are living with diabetes or have a loved with a disease, it's important to work together to manage diabetes to stay healthy and prevent complications. Managing diabetes is not easy, but support from family members can make it much easier. Then DEP has resources for making healthy lifestyle choices that not only help people with diabetes manage the disease, but also help keep the whole family healthy. Here are four key steps to help you control your diabetes and live a long active life. Step 1. Learn about diabetes. Diabetes means that your blood glucose, blood sugar, is too high. There are two main types of diabetes. Step 2. Know your diabetes ABCs. 
Talk to your healthcare team about how to manage your A1C, blood glucose or sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol. This will help lower your chances of having a heart attack, a stroke, or other diabetes problems. Step 3, Manage Your Diabetes Many people avoid the long-term problems of diabetes by taking good care of themselves. Work with your healthcare team to reach your ABC goals. Use this self-care plan. Step 4, Get Routine Care to Avoid Problems See your healthcare team at least twice a year to find and treat any problems early. Ask what steps you can take to reach your goals. What are the signs and symptoms of diabetes? The signs and symptoms of diabetes are Being very thirsty Urinating often Feeling very hungry Feeling very tired Losing weight without trying Sores that heal slowly Dry, itchy skin Feelings of pins and needles in your feet Losing feeling in your feet Blurry eyesight Some people with diabetes don't have any of these signs or symptoms. The only way to know if you have diabetes is to have your doctor do a blood test. What kind of diabetes do you have? The three main types of diabetes are type 1, type 2, and gestational. Diabetes People can develop diabetes at any age. Both women and men can develop diabetes. Type 1 Diabetes Type 1 Diabetes, which used to be called juvenile diabetes, develops most often in young people, however, type 1 diabetes can also develop in adults. In type 1 diabetes, your body no longer makes insulin or enough insulin because the body's immune system, which normally protects you from infection by getting rid of bacteria, viruses, and other harmful substances, has attacked and destroyed the cells that make insulin. Treatment for type 1 diabetes includes taking shots, also called injections, of insulin, sometimes taking medicines by mouth, making healthy food choices, being physically active, controlling your blood pressure levels. Blood pressure is the force of blood flow inside your blood vessels, controlling your cholesterol levels. Cholesterol is a type of fat in your body's cells, in your blood, and in many foods. Type 2 Diabetes Type 2 Diabetes, which used to be called adult-onset diabetes, can affect people at any age, even children. However, type 2 diabetes develops most often in middle-aged and older people. People who are overweight and inactive are also more likely to develop type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes usually begins with insulin resistance, a condition that occurs when fat, muscle, and liver cells do not use insulin to carry glucose into the body's cells to use for energy. As a result, the body needs more insulin to help glucose enter cells. At first, the pancreas keeps up with the added demand by making more insulin. Over time, the pancreas doesn't make enough insulin when blood sugar levels increase, such as after meals. If your pancreas can no longer make enough insulin, you will need to treat your type 2 diabetes. Treatment for type 2 diabetes includes using diabetes medicines. 
making healthy food choices, being physically active, controlling your blood pressure levels, controlling your cholesterol levels, gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes can develop when a woman is pregnant. Pregnant women make hormones that can lead to insulin resistance. All women have insulin resistance late in their pregnancy. If the pancreas doesn't make enough insulin during pregnancy, a woman develops gestational diabetes. Overweight or obese women have a higher chance of gestational diabetes. Also, Gaining too much weight during pregnancy may increase your likelihood of developing gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes most often goes away after the baby is born. However, a woman who has had gestational diabetes is more likely to develop type 2 diabetes later in life. Babies born to mothers who had gestational diabetes are also more likely to develop obesity and type 2 diabetes. Why do you need to take care of your diabetes? Over time, diabetes can lead to serious problems with your blood vessels, heart, nerves, kidneys, mouth, eyes, and feet. These problems can lead to an amputation, which is surgery to remove a damaged toe, foot, or leg. For example, the most serious problem caused by diabetes is heart disease. When you have diabetes, you are more than twice as likely as people without diabetes to have heart disease or a stroke. With diabetes, you may not have the usual signs or symptoms of a heart attack. The best way to take care of your health is to work with your health care team to keep your blood glucose, blood pressure, and cholesterol levels in your target range. Targets are numbers you aim for. Who is part of your health care team? Most people with diabetes get care from primary care providers, such as internists, family physicians, or pediatricians. A team of health care providers can also improve your diabetes care. In addition to a primary care provider, your health care team may include an endocrinologist for more specialized diabetes care, a dietitian, a nurse or a certified diabetes educator experts who can provide information about managing diabetes, a counselor or mental health professional, a pharmacist, a dentist, an ophthalmologist or an optometrist for eye care, a podiatrist for foot care. If diabetes makes you feel sad or angry, or if you have other problems that worry you, you should talk with a counselor or mental health professional. Your doctor or certified diabetes educator can help you find a counselor. Talk with your doctor about what vaccines and immunizations, or shots, you should get to keep from getting sick. Preventing illness is an important part of taking care of your diabetes. When you see members of your health care team, ask lots of questions. Prepare a list of questions before your visit. Be sure you understand everything you need to know about taking care of your diabetes. What is diabetes? Diabetes is when your blood glucose, also called blood sugar, is too high. Blood glucose is the main type of sugar found in your blood and your main source of energy. Glucose comes from the food you eat and is also made in your liver and muscles. 
Your blood carries glucose to all of your body's cells to use for energy. Your pancreas an organ, located between your stomach and spine, that helps with digestion releases a hormone it makes, called insulin, into your blood. Insulin helps your blood carry glucose to all your body's cells. Sometimes, your body doesn't make enough insulin or the insulin doesn't work the way it should. Glucose then stays in your blood and doesn't reach your cells. Your blood glucose levels get too high and can cause diabetes or prediabetes. Over time, having too much glucose in your blood can cause health problems. What is prediabetes? Prediabetes is when the amount of glucose in your blood is above normal yet not high enough to be called diabetes. With prediabetes, your chances of getting type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke are higher. With some weight loss and moderate physical activity, you can delay or prevent type 2 diabetes. You can even return to normal glucose levels, possibly without taking any medicines. Diabetes diet and eating. You can take good care of yourself and your diabetes by learning what to eat, how much to eat, when to eat. Making wise food choices can help you feel good every day, lose weight if you need to, lower your risk for heart disease, stroke, and other problems caused by diabetes. Healthful eating helps keep your blood glucose, also called blood sugar, in your target range physical activity and, if needed, diabetes medicines also help. The diabetes target range is the blood glucose level suggested by diabetes experts for good health. You can help prevent health problems by keeping your blood glucose levels on target. Blood glucose levels. What should my blood glucose levels be? Target blood glucose levels for people with diabetes. Before meals 80 to 130. 1 to 2 hours after the start of a meal less than 180. Talk with your health care provider about your blood glucose target levels. And write them here. My target blood glucose levels. Before meals. 1 to 2 hours after the start of a meal. Ask your doctor how often you should check your blood glucose on your own. Also ask your doctor for an A1C test at least twice a year. Your A1C number gives your average blood glucose for the past three months. The results from your blood glucose checks and your A1C test will tell you whether your diabetes care plan is working. How can I keep my blood glucose levels on target? You can keep your blood glucose levels on target by making wise food choices. Being physically active. Taking medicines if needed. For people taking certain diabetes medicines, following a schedule for meals, snacks, and physical activity is best. However, some diabetes medicines allow for more flexibility. You'll work with your health care team to create a diabetes plan that's best for you. Diabetes and physical activity. How can physical activity help me take care of my diabetes? Physical activity and keeping a healthy weight can help you take care of your diabetes and prevent diabetes problems. Physical activity helps your blood glucose, also called blood sugar, stay in your target range. 
physical activity also helps the hormone insulin absorb glucose into all your body cells, including your muscles, for energy. Muscles use glucose better than fat does. Building and using muscle through physical activity can help prevent high blood glucose. If your body doesn't make enough insulin, or if the insulin doesn't work the way it should, the body's cells don't use glucose. Your blood glucose levels then get too high, causing diabetes. Starting a physical activity program can help you lose weight or keep a healthy weight and keep your blood glucose levels on target. Even without reaching a healthy weight, just a 10 or 15 pound weight loss makes a Difference in reducing the risk of diabetes problems. More information about how to prevent diabetes problems is provided in the NIDC Health topic. Prevent diabetes problems. What should I do before I start a physical activity program? Before you start a physical activity program, you should talk with your health care team. Plan ahead. Find an exercise buddy. Decide how you'll track your physical activity. Decide how you'll reward yourself. Talk with your health care team. Your health care team may include a doctor, nurse, dietitian, diabetes educator, and others. Always talk with your health care team before you start a new physical activity program. Your health care team will tell you a target range for your blood glucose levels. People with diabetes who take insulin or certain diabetes medicines are more likely to have low blood glucose, also called hypoglycemia. If your blood glucose levels drop too low, you could pass out, have a seizure, or go into a coma. Physical activity can make hypoglycemia more likely or worse in people who take insulin or certain diabetes medicines, so planning ahead is key. It's important to stay active. Ask your health care team how to stay active safely. More information is provided in the NIDC Health topic, Hypoglycemia. Physical activity works together with healthy eating and diabetes medicines to prevent diabetes problems. Studies show that people with type 2 diabetes who lose weight with physical activity and make healthy changes to their Eating plan are less likely to need diabetes and heart medicines. Ask your healthcare team about your healthy eating plan and all your medicines. Ask if you need to change the amount of medicine you take or the food you eat before any physical activity. More information is provided in the NIDC Health Topics. My Physical Activity Planning Tools section to take with you when you visit your healthcare team. Write down the answers on the table of questions and topics. Plan ahead. Decide in advance what type of physical activity you'll do. Before you start, also choose the days and times you'll be physically active. The length of each physical activity session. Your plan for warming up, stretching, and cooling down for each physical activity session. A backup plan such as where you will walk if the weather is bad. How you will measure your progress. To make sure you stay active, find activities you like to do. If you keep finding excuses not to be physically active, think about why. Are your goals realistic? Do you need a change in activity? Would another time be more convenient? 
find an exercise buddy. Many people find they are more likely to be physically active if someone joins them. Ask a friend or family member to be your exercise buddy. When you do physical activities with a buddy you may find that you enjoy the company. Stick to the physical activity plan. Are more eager to do physical activities. Being active with your family may help everyone stay at a healthy weight. Keeping a healthy weight may prevent them from developing diabetes or prediabetes. Prediabetes is when the amount of glucose in your blood is above normal yet not high enough to be called diabetes. Decide how you'll track your physical activity. Write down your blood glucose levels and when and how long you are physically active in a record book. You'll be able to track your progress and see how physical activity affects your blood glucose. You can find tools to help track your daily activities. Causes of Diabetes What is Diabetes? Diabetes is a complex group of diseases with a variety of causes. People with diabetes have high blood glucose, also called high blood sugar or hyperglycemia. Diabetes is a disorder of metabolism the way the body uses digested food for energy. The digestive tract breaks down carbohydrates, sugars and starches found in many foods into glucose, a form of sugar that enters the bloodstream. With the help of the hormone insulin, cells throughout the body absorb glucose and use it for energy. Diabetes develops when the body doesn't make enough insulin or is not able to use insulin effectively, or both. Insulin is made in the pancreas, an organ located behind the stomach. The pancreas contains clusters of cells called islets. Beta cells within the islets make insulin and release it into the blood. Drawing of a male torso showing the location of the liver and the pancreas. With an enlargement of a pancreatic islet containing beta cells. Islets within the pancreas contain beta cells, which make insulin and release it into the blood. If beta cells don't produce enough insulin, or the body doesn't respond to the insulin that is present, glucose builds up in the blood instead of being absorbed by cells in the body, leading to prediabetes or diabetes. Prediabetes is a condition in which blood glucose levels or A1C levels which reflect average blood glucose levels are higher than normal but not high enough to be diagnosed as diabetes. In diabetes, the body's cells are starved of energy despite high blood glucose levels. Over time, high blood glucose damages nerves and blood vessels, leading to complications such as heart disease, stroke, kidney disease, blindness, dental disease, and amputations. Other complications of diabetes may include increased susceptibility to other diseases, loss of mobility with aging, depression, and pregnancy problems. No one is certain what starts the processes that cause diabetes, but scientists believe genes and environmental factors interact to cause diabetes in most cases. The two main types of diabetes are type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. A third type, gestational diabetes, develops only during pregnancy. Other types of diabetes are caused by defects in specific genes, diseases of the pancreas, 
certain drugs or chemicals, infections, and other conditions. Some people show signs of both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. What causes type 1 diabetes? Type 1 diabetes is caused by a lack of insulin due to the destruction of insulin-producing beta cells in the pancreas. In type 1 diabetes and autoimmune disease, the body's immune system attacks and destroys the beta cells. Normally, the immune system protects the body from infection by identifying and destroying bacteria, viruses, and other potentially harmful foreign substances. But in autoimmune diseases, the immune system attacks the body's own cells. In type 1 diabetes, beta cell destruction may take place over several of years, but symptoms of the disease usually develop over a short period of time. Type 1 diabetes typically occurs in children and young adults, though it can appear at any age. In the past, type 1 diabetes was called juvenile diabetes or insulin-dependent diabetes mellitus. Latent autoimmune diabetes in adults, LADA, may be a slowly developing kind of type 1 diabetes. Diagnosis usually occurs after age 30. In LADA, as in type 1 diabetes, the body's immune system destroys the beta cells. At the time of diagnosis, people with LADA may still produce their own insulin, but Eventually most will need insulin shots or an insulin pump to control blood glucose levels. Genetic susceptibility. Heredity plays an important part in determining who is likely to develop type 1 diabetes. Genes are passed down from biological parent to child. Genes carry instructions for making proteins that are needed for the body's cells to function. Many genes as well as interactions among genes, are thought to influence susceptibility to and protection from type 1 diabetes. The key genes may vary in different population groups. Variations in genes that affect more than 1% of a population group are called gene variants. Certain gene variants that carry instructions for making proteins called human leukocyte antigens, HLAs, on white blood cells are linked to the risk of developing type 1 diabetes. The proteins produced by HLA genes help determine whether the immune system recognizes a cell as part of the body or as foreign material. Some combinations of HLA gene variants predict that a person will be at higher risk for type 1 diabetes, while other combinations are protective or have no effect on risk. While HLA genes are the major risk genes for type 1 diabetes, many additional risk genes or gene regions have been found. Not only can these genes help identify people at risk for type 1 diabetes, but they also provide important clues to help scientists better understand how the disease develops and identify potential targets for therapy and prevention. Genetic testing can show what types of HLA genes a person carries and can reveal other genes linked to diabetes. However, most genetic testing is done in a research setting and is not yet available to individuals. Scientists are studying how the results of genetic testing can be used to improve type 1 diabetes prevention or treatment.
autoimmune destruction of beta cells. In type 1 diabetes, white blood cells called T cells attack and destroy beta cells. The process begins well before diabetes symptoms appear and continues. After diagnosis. Often, type 1 diabetes is not diagnosed until most beta cells have already been destroyed. At this point, a person needs daily insulin treatment to survive. Finding ways to modify or stop this autoimmune process and preserve beta cell function is a major focus of current scientific research. Recent research suggests insulin itself may be a key trigger of the immune attack on beta cells. The immune systems of people who are susceptible to developing type 1 diabetes respond to insulin as if it were a foreign substance or antigen. To combat antigens, the body makes proteins called antibodies. Antibodies to insulin and other proteins produced by beta cells are found in people with type 1 diabetes. Researchers test for these antibodies to help identify people at increased risk of developing the disease. Testing the types and levels of antibodies in the blood can help determine whether a person has type 1 diabetes, LADA, or another type of diabetes. Environmental factors. Environmental factors, such as foods, viruses, and toxins, may play a role in the development of type 1 diabetes, but the exact nature of their role has not been determined. Some theories suggest that environmental factors trigger the autoimmune destruction of beta cells in people with a genetic susceptibility to diabetes. Other theories suggest that environmental factors play an ongoing role in diabetes, even after diagnosis. Viruses and infections. A virus cannot cause diabetes on its own, but people are sometimes diagnosed with type 1 diabetes during or after a viral infection, suggesting a link between the two. Also, the onset of type 1 diabetes occurs more frequently during the winter when viral infections are more common. Viruses possibly associated with type 1 diabetes include Coxsackie virus B, cytomegalovirus, adenovirus, rubella, and mumps. Scientists have described several ways these viruses may damage or destroy beta cells or possibly trigger an autoimmune response in susceptible people. For example, anti-islet antibodies have been found in patients with congenital rubella syndrome, and cytomegalovirus has been associated with significant beta cell damage and acute pancreatitis inflammation of the pancreas. Scientists are trying to identify a virus that can cause type 1 diabetes so that a vaccine might be developed to prevent the disease. Infant feeding practices. Some studies have suggested that dietary factors may raise or lower the risk of developing type 1 diabetes. For example, breastfed infants and infants receiving vitamin D supplements may have a reduced risk of developing type 1 diabetes, while early exposure to cows milk and cereal proteins may increase risk. More research is needed to clarify how infant nutrition affects the risk for type 1 diabetes. Read more in the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's CDC's
Publication National Diabetes Statistics Report, 2014 for information about Research studies related to type 1 diabetes What causes type 2 diabetes? Type 2 diabetes The most common form of diabetes is caused by a combination of factors, including insulin resistance, a condition in which the body's muscle, fat, and liver cells do not use insulin effectively. Type 2 diabetes develops when the body can no longer produce enough insulin to compensate for the impaired ability to use insulin. Symptoms of type 2 diabetes may develop gradually and can be subtle. Some people with type 2 diabetes remain undiagnosed for years. Type 2 diabetes develops most often in middle age and older people who are also overweight or obese. The disease, once rare in youth, is becoming more common in overweight and obese children and adolescents. Scientists think genetic susceptibility and environmental factors are the most likely triggers of type 2 diabetes. Genetic susceptibility Genes play a significant part in susceptibility to type 2 diabetes. Having certain genes or combinations of genes may increase or decrease a person's risk for developing the disease. The role of genes is suggested by the high rate of type 2 diabetes in families and identical twins and wide variations in diabetes prevalence by ethnicity. Type 2 diabetes occurs more frequently in African Americans, Alaska Natives, American Indians, Hispanics Latinos, and some Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islander Americans than it does in non-Hispanic whites. Recent studies have combined genetic data from large numbers of people, accelerating the pace of gene discovery. Though scientists have now identified many gene variants that increase susceptibility to type 2 diabetes, the majority have yet to be discovered. The known genes appear to affect insulin production rather than insulin resistance. Researchers are working to identify additional gene variants and to learn how they interact with one another and with environmental factors to cause diabetes. Studies have shown that variants of the TCF7L2 gene increase susceptibility to type 2 diabetes. For people who inherit two copies of the variants, the risk of developing type 2 diabetes is about 80% higher than for those who do not carry the gene variant. One however, even in those with a variant. Diet and physical activity leading to weight loss help delay diabetes. According to the Diabetes Prevention Program, DPP, a major clinical trial involving people at high risk, genes can also increase the risk of diabetes by increasing a person's tendency to become overweight or obese. One theory, known as the thrifty gene hypothesis suggests certain genes increase the efficiency of metabolism to extract energy from food and store the energy for later use. This survival trait was advantageous for populations whose food supplies were scarce or unpredictable and could help keep people alive during famine. In modern times, however, when high-calorie foods are plentiful, such a trait can promote obesity and type 2 diabetes. Obesity and Physical Inactivity Physical inactivity and obesity are strongly associated with the development
of type 2 diabetes. People who are genetically susceptible to type 2 diabetes are more vulnerable when these risk factors are present. An imbalance between caloric intake and physical activity can lead to obesity, which causes insulin resistance and is common in people with type 2 diabetes. Central obesity, in which a person has excess abdominal fat, is a major risk factor not only for insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes but also for heart and blood vessel disease, also called cardiovascular disease. CVD. This excess belly fat produces hormones and other substances that can cause harmful, chronic effects in the body such as damage to blood vessels. The DPP and other studies show that millions of people can lower their risk for type 2 diabetes by making lifestyle changes and losing weight. The DPP proved that people with prediabetes at high risk of developing type 2 diabetes could sharply lower their risk by losing weight through regular physical activity and a diet low in fat and calories. In 2009, a follow-up study of DPP participants the Diabetes Prevention Program Outcomes Study BOSE shows that the benefits of weight loss lasted for at least 10 years after the original study began. 2. Read more about the DPP, funded under National Institutes of Health, NIH. Clinical trial number in CT 00004992, and the BOSE, funded under NIH clinical trial number in CT 00038727 in Diabetes Prevention Program. Insulin Resistance Insulin resistance is a common condition in people who are overweight or obese, have excess abdominal fat, and are not physically active. Muscle, fat, and liver cells stop responding properly to insulin, forcing the pancreas to compensate by producing extra insulin. As long as beta cells are able to produce enough insulin, blood glucose levels stay in the normal range. But when insulin production falters because of beta cell dysfunction, glucose levels rise, leading to prediabetes or diabetes. Abnormal glucose production by the liver In some people with diabetes, an abnormal increase in glucose production by the liver also contributes to high blood glucose levels. Normally, the pancreas releases the hormone glucagon when blood glucose and insulin levels are low. Glucagon stimulates the liver to produce glucose and release it into the bloodstream. But when blood glucose and insulin levels are high after a meal, glucagon levels drop, and the liver stores excess glucose for later when it is needed. For reasons not completely understood, in many people with diabetes, glucagon levels stay higher than needed. High glucagon levels cause the liver to produce unneeded glucose, which contributes to high blood glucose levels. Methoramin, the most commonly used drug to treat type 2 diabetes, reduces glucose production by the liver. The roles of insulin and glucagon in normal blood glucose regulation. A healthy person's body keeps blood glucose levels in a normal range through several complex mechanisms. Insulin and glucagon, two hormones made in the pancreas, help regulate blood glucose levels. Insulin, 
made by beta cells, lowers elevated blood glucose levels. Glucagon, made by alpha cells, raises low blood glucose levels. When blood glucose levels rise after a meal, the pancreas releases insulin into the blood. Insulin helps muscle, fat, and liver cells absorb glucose from the bloodstream, lowering blood glucose levels. Insulin stimulates the liver and muscle tissue to store excess glucose. The stored form of glucose is called glycogen. Insulin also lowers blood glucose levels by reducing glucose production in the liver. When blood glucose levels drop overnight or due to a skipped meal or heavy exercise, the pancreas releases glucagon into the blood. Glucagon signals the liver and muscle tissue to break down glycogen into glucose, which enters the bloodstream and raises blood glucose levels. If the body needs more glucose, glucagon stimulates the liver to make glucose from amino acids. Drawing showing two cutaway images of blood vessels at the top and one cutaway image of a blood vessel at the bottom, each containing different amounts of small circles representing glucose. The blood vessel at the top, left with only a few glucose circles is labeled low blood glucose, and the vessel at the top right, which contains many glucose circles, is labeled high blood glucose. The vessel at the bottom with an intermediate number of glucose circles, is labeled normal blood glucose levels. A solid arrow points from the top left vessel to an image of a labeled pancreas below. An outlined arrow points from the top right vessel to the pancreas image below. Below the pancreas on the left is the label glucagon released by pancreas and a solid arrow going to a drawing of the liver. Below the pancreas on the right is the Label insulin released by pancreas and an outline arrow going to a cluster of cells. Below the liver on the left side is the label liver releases glucose into blood and a solid arrow surrounded by glucose circles pointing to the blood vessel labeled normal blood glucose levels. Below the cluster of cells on the right is the label body cells absorb glucose from blood and an outline arrow pointing to the blood vessel labeled normal blood glucose. Levels. Insulin and glucagon help regulate blood glucose levels. Metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome, also called insulin resistance syndrome, refers to a group of conditions common in people with insulin resistance, including higher than normal blood glucose levels, increased waist size due to excess abdominal fat, high blood pressure abnormal levels of cholesterol and triglycerides in the blood. People with metabolic syndrome have an increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes and CVD. Many studies have found that lifestyle changes, such as being physically active and losing excess weight, are the best ways to reverse metabolic syndrome, improve the body's response to insulin, and reduce risk for type 2 diabetes and CVD. Cell signaling and regulation. Cells communicate through a complex network of molecular signaling pathways. For example, on cell surfaces, insulin receptor molecules capture, or bind, insulin molecules circulating in the bloodstream. This interaction between insulin and its receptor prompts the biochemical signals that enable the 
cells to absorb glucose from the blood and use it for energy. Problems in cell signaling systems can set off a chain reaction that leads to diabetes or other diseases. Many studies have focused on how insulin signals cells to communicate and regulate action. Researchers have identified proteins and pathways that transmit the insulin signal and have mapped interactions between insulin and body tissues, including the way insulin helps the liver control blood glucose levels. Researchers have also found that key signals also come from fat cells, which produce substances that cause inflammation and insulin resistance. This work holds the key to combating insulin resistance and diabetes. As scientists learn more about cell signaling systems involved in glucose regulation, they will have more opportunities to develop effective treatments. Beta cell dysfunction Scientists think beta cell dysfunction is a key contributor to type 2 diabetes. Beta cell impairment can cause inadequate or abnormal patterns of insulin release. Also, beta cells may be damaged by high blood glucose itself, a condition called glucose toxicity. Scientists have not determined the causes of beta cell dysfunction in most cases. Single gene defects lead to specific forms of diabetes called maturity. Onset diabetes of the young, MODY. The genes involved regulate insulin production in the beta cells. Although these forms of diabetes are rare, they provide clues as to how beta cell function may be affected by key regulatory factors. Other gene variants are involved in determining the number and function of beta cells. But these variants account for only a small percentage of type 2 diabetes cases. Malnutrition early in life is also being investigated as a cause of beta cell dysfunction. The metabolic environment of the developing fetus may also create a predisposition for diabetes later in life. Risk factors for type 2 diabetes People who develop type 2 diabetes are more likely to have the following characteristics. Age 45 or older. Overweight or obese. Physically inactive. Parent or sibling with diabetes. Family background that is African American, Alaska Native, American Indian, Asian American, Hispanic, Latino, or Pacific Islander American. History of giving birth to a baby weighing more than 9 pounds. History of gestational diabetes. High blood pressure, 140-90 or above or being treated for high blood pressure. High-density lipoprotein, HDL, or good, cholesterol below 35 mg per deciliter, mg-dl, or a triglyceride level above 250 mg-dl. Polycystic ovary syndrome, also called PCOS. Prediabetes, an A1c level of 5.7 to 6.4%. A fasting plasma glucose test. Result of 100 to 125 mg/dl, called impaired fasting glucose, or a 2-hour oral glucose tolerance test. Result of 140 to 199, called impaired glucose tolerance. Acanthesis nigricans, a condition associated with insulin resistance. Characterized by a dark, velvety rash around the neck or armpits. History of CVD. 
the American Diabetes Association, ADA, recommends that testing to detect prediabetes and type 2 diabetes be considered in adults who are overweight or obese and have one or more additional risk factors for diabetes in adults. Without these risk factors, testing should begin at age 45. 1 Grant R.W. Moore F. and Flores J.C. Genetic Architecture of Type 2 Diabetes Recent Progress and Clinical Implications Diabetes Care 2009 semicolon 326, 1107-1114 2 Diabetes Prevention Program Research Group 10-Year Follow-Up of Diabetes Incidence and Weight Loss in the Diabetes Prevention Program Outcomes Study Lancet 2009 semicolon 374-9702-1677-1686 What causes gestational diabetes? Scientists believe gestational diabetes is caused by the hormonal changes and metabolic demands of pregnancy together with genetic and environmental factors, insulin resistance and beta cell dysfunction. Hormones produced by the placenta and other pregnancy-related factors contribute to insulin resistance, which occurs in all women during late pregnancy. Insulin resistance increases the amount of insulin needed to control blood glucose levels. If the pancreas can't produce enough insulin due to beta cell dysfunction, gestational diabetes occurs. As with type 2 diabetes, Excess weight is linked to gestational diabetes. Overweight or obese women are at particularly high risk for gestational diabetes because they start pregnancy with a higher need for insulin due to insulin resistance. Excessive weight gain during pregnancy may also increase risk. Family history Having a family history of diabetes is also a risk factor for gestational diabetes suggesting that genes play a role in its development. Genetics may also explain why the disorder occurs more frequently in African Americans, American Indians, and Hispanics, Latinos. Many gene variants or combinations of variants may increase a woman's risk for developing gestational diabetes. Studies have found several gene variants associated with gestational diabetes but these variants account for only a small fraction of women with gestational diabetes. Future risk of type 2 diabetes Because a woman's hormones usually return to normal levels soon after giving birth, gestational diabetes disappears in most women after delivery. However, women who have gestational diabetes are more likely to develop gestational diabetes with future pregnancies and develop type 2 diabetes. 3. Women with gestational diabetes should be tested for persistent diabetes 6 to 12 weeks after delivery and at least every 3 years thereafter. Also, exposure to high glucose levels during gestation increases a child's risk for becoming overweight or obese and for developing type 2 diabetes. Later on, the result may be a cycle of diabetes affecting multiple generations in a family. For both mother and child, maintaining a healthy body weight and being physically active may help prevent type 2 diabetes. Other Types and Causes of Diabetes 
Other types of diabetes have a variety of possible causes. Genetic mutations affecting beta cells, insulin, and insulin action. Some relatively uncommon forms of diabetes known as monogenic diabetes are caused by mutations, or changes, in a single gene. These mutations are usually inherited, but sometimes the gene mutation occurs spontaneously. Most of these gene mutations cause diabetes by reducing beta cells' ability to produce insulin. The most common types of monogenic diabetes are neonatal diabetes mellitus, NDM, and MODI. NDM occurs in the first six months of life. MODI is usually found during adolescence or early adulthood but sometimes is not diagnosed until later in life. More information about NDM and MODI is provided in the NIDC Health Topic, Monogenic Forms of Diabetes. Other rare genetic mutations can cause diabetes by damaging the quality of insulin the body produces or by causing abnormalities in insulin receptors. Other genetic diseases Diabetes occurs in people with Down syndrome, Klinefelter syndrome, and Turner syndrome at higher rates than the general population. Scientists are investigating whether genes that may predispose people to genetic syndromes also predispose them to diabetes. The genetic disorders cystic fibrosis and hemochromatosis are linked to diabetes. Cystic fibrosis produces abnormally thick mucus, which blocks the pancreas. The risk of diabetes increases with age in people with cystic fibrosis. Hemochromatosis causes the body to store too much iron. If the disorder is not treated, Iron can build up and damage the pancreas and other organs. Damage to or removal of the pancreas. Pancreatitis, cancer, and trauma can all harm the pancreatic beta cells or impair insulin production, thus causing diabetes. If the damaged pancreas is removed, diabetes will occur due to the loss of the beta cells. Endocrine diseases. Endocrine diseases affect organs that produce hormones. Cushing's syndrome and acromegaly are examples of hormonal disorders that can cause prediabetes and diabetes by inducing insulin resistance. Cushing's syndrome is marked by excessive production of cortisol sometimes called the stress hormone. Acromegaly occurs when the body produces too much growth hormone. Glucagonoma a rare tumor of the pancreas, can also cause diabetes. The tumor causes the body to produce too much glucagon. Hyperthyroidism, a disorder that occurs when the thyroid gland produces too much thyroid hormone, can also cause elevated blood glucose levels. Autoimmune disorders. Rare disorders characterized by antibodies that disrupt insulin action can lead to diabetes. This kind of diabetes is often associated with other autoimmune disorders such as lupus erythematosus. Another rare autoimmune disorder called stiff man syndrome is associated with antibodies that attack the beta cells, similar to type 1 diabetes. Medications and chemical toxins. Some medications, such as nicotinic acid and certain types of diuretics. Anti-seizure drugs psychiatric drugs, and drugs to treat human 
immunodeficiency virus, HIV, can impair beta cells or disrupt insulin. Action. Pentamidine, a drug prescribed to treat a type of pneumonia, can increase the risk of pancreatitis, beta cell damage, and diabetes. Also, glucocorticoids, steroid hormones that are chemically similar to naturally produced cortisol may impair insulin action. Glucocorticoids are used to treat inflammatory illnesses such as rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, lupus, and ulcerative colitis. Many chemical toxins can damage or destroy beta cells in animals, but only a few have been linked to diabetes in humans. For example, dioxin, a contaminant of the herbicide agent orange, used during the Vietnam War, may be linked to the development of type 2 diabetes. In 2000, based on a report from the Institute of Medicine, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, VA, added diabetes to the list of conditions for which Vietnam veterans are eligible for disability compensation. Also, a chemical in a rat poison no longer in use has been shown to cause diabetes if ingested. Some studies suggest a high intake of nitrogen-containing chemicals such as nitrates and nitrates might increase the risk of diabetes. Arsenic has also been studied for possible links to diabetes. Lipodystrophy Lipodystrophy is a condition in which fat tissue is lost or redistributed in the body. The condition is associated with insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. Points to remember Diabetes is a complex group of diseases with a variety of causes. Scientists believe genes and environmental factors interact to cause diabetes in most cases. People with diabetes have high blood glucose, also called high blood sugar or hyperglycemia. Diabetes develops when the body doesn't make enough insulin or is not able to use insulin effectively, or both. Insulin is a hormone made by beta cells in the pancreas. Insulin helps cells throughout the body absorb and use glucose for energy. If the body does not produce enough insulin or cannot use insulin effectively, glucose builds up in the blood instead of being absorbed by cells in the body, and the body is starved of energy. Prediabetes is a condition in which blood glucose levels or A1C levels are higher than normal but not high enough to be diagnosed as diabetes. People with prediabetes can substantially reduce their risk of developing diabetes by losing weight and increasing physical activity. The two main types of diabetes are type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. Gestational diabetes is a third form of diabetes that develops only during pregnancy. Type 1 diabetes is caused by a lack of insulin due to the destruction of insulin-producing beta cells. In type 1 diabetes and autoimmune disease, the body's immune system attacks and destroys the beta cells. Type 2 diabetes, the most common form of diabetes is caused by a combination of factors, including insulin resistance, a condition in which the body's muscle, fat, and liver cells do not use insulin effectively. Type 2 diabetes develops when the body can no longer produce enough insulin to compensate for 
the impaired ability to use insulin. Scientists believe gestational diabetes is caused by the hormonal changes and metabolic demands of pregnancy together with genetic and environmental factors. Risk factors for gestational diabetes include being overweight and having a family history of diabetes. Monogenic forms of diabetes are relatively uncommon and are caused by mutations in single genes that limit insulin production, quality, or action in the body. Other types of diabetes are caused by diseases and injuries that damage the pancreas, certain chemical toxins and medications, infections, and other conditions. Data and Statistics on Diabetes Total 29.1 million people or 9.3% of the U.S. population have diabetes. Diagnosed, 21.0 million people. Undiagnosed, 8.1 million people, 27.8% of people with diabetes are. Undiagnosed. Diabetes Medicines What do diabetes medicines do? Over time, high levels of blood glucose, also called blood sugar can cause health problems. These problems include heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, kidney disease, nerve damage, digestive problems, eye disease, and tooth and gum problems. You can help prevent health problems by keeping your blood glucose levels on target. Everyone with diabetes needs to choose foods wisely and be physically active. Most people will also need one or more diabetes medicines. The kind of medicine you take depends on your type of diabetes, your schedule, and your other health conditions. Your medicines may change over the course of time, depending on your needs. You may need diabetes medicines to reach your blood glucose targets. Diabetes medicines help keep your blood glucose in your target range. The Target range is suggested by diabetes experts and your doctor or diabetes educator. See below for more information about target levels for good health. What targets are recommended for blood glucose levels? The National Diabetes Education Program uses blood glucose targets set by the American Diabetes Association, ADA, for most people with diabetes. To learn your daily blood glucose numbers, You'll check your blood glucose levels on your own using a blood glucose meter. Target blood glucose levels for most people with diabetes. My targets. Before meals 80 to 130 mg slash DL. 1 to 2 hours after the start of a meal less than 180 mg slash DL. Milligrams per deciliter. Also, you should ask your doctor for a blood test called the A1C at least twice a year. The A1C will give you your average blood glucose for the past three months.